Welcome back to Hannity. The Hillary Clinton spin machine is running full speed after the Democratic presidential candidate suffered a, quote, medical episode yesterday. Now, let me roll this video in slow motion here because this is a collapse. All right, you can see she's walking. You know, she's being held up right here. She buckles. Now the guy comes in to help. Now we got two people holding her up. Now she's making one step, two steps. Boom. That's a collapse, isn't that? Is that a fair description? If nobody was there, she's on her face. Right. One step, two step, boom. One step, two step, boom. 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 Welcome to Election Profit Makers, a guide to winning and losing money on the 2016 campaign using online prediction markets. It's September 14th. This is the eighth of 17 episodes in our limited podcast series. I'm David Reese, and I'm joined by my childhood friend, John Kimball. Hello, John. Hey, David. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing well. How are you doing, John? I'm great. Good day to you, sir. And how goes it for thee? What do you mean? Okay, we're recording this one a little early because it turns out Hillary Clinton is moments from death. Boom. The uh, right-wing conspiracy theories about her health were true. Boom. She is uh, suffering from pneumonia Boom. and will probably drop out of the race. Boom. Donald Trump will become president. We Boom. will all wake up in dumpsters that are actually Boom. on fire. And Boom. Um, Boom. I'm extremely Boom. upset and anxious and nervous about this entire election. John, talk me down and tell me how to make money in this situation. Well, I think things are... Begin your analysis... I feel like I say this every week, but I don't think the fundamentals of the race have changed. I, I don't think the pneumonia helps her, uh, but I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily going to kill her, as some are saying. We saw the win probability for her drop about 4 to 5% on prediction markets all across the world immediately when this overheating pneumonia incident occurred. But much of that was not Trump rising. It was, it, it was Clinton falling and Biden and Sanders and, and, and people like that rising. I will say that my Ben Carson stocks did not rise one penny. I'm still holding 100 <laughs> shares at a single cent, so I was a little frustrated about that. I thought maybe there would be a little bit of good news in Clinton's uh, literal and figurative collapse on the 9-11 anniversary. Yeah, I, I was not surprised that Carson did not rise. I think people are, are, are just thinking that, yeah, this, this hurts the possibility of Clinton becoming the next president, but it, it doesn't help Trump. They believe that Trump is a fatally flawed candidate. And if there were to be a replacement for Clinton, whether it were a Biden or Sanders or Tim Kaine, that they would easily be able to step in and beat Trump. And the polling right now shows that that would be the case, but only slightly. The tightening has continued. What is pneumonia? It is a really bad cold that turns into an infection and just wipes you out. I, I think I had it when I was a teenager, and they, they called it walking pneumonia. And it just... It felt like it went on for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I just had this horrible cough. Did it affect your performance in our band? I can't remember. You know, I wonder if this was before. It may have been before I was in the band. Because when before we let people into the secret high school band, they definitely filled out a full and complete and definitive health screening. And I feel like if you had had walking pneumonia, we would have flagged you as a health risk, especially since you were singing and got your saliva all over our microphones. Exactly. And I feel like if I had it, you would not have let me... <laughs> stop practicing anyway. 
So, I'm, <laughs> that, I mean, that, I'm not kidding. Now, is, could Clinton be faking this bout of pneumonia? Because some people assume this is actually going to garner sympathy for her. Could this be, could this be a false flag operation? I'm asking on behalf of my friend Alex Jones in Texas. Yeah, sure, there's a possibility they're lying about the pneumonia, but it, it's not an uncommon thing for people in campaigns to get really sick and to get pneumonia. Nixon had pneumonia in uh, 1960, and I believe he was hospitalized. Well, I just think it would be a shame if the first female presidential candidate was waylaid by disease, because that would just emphasize this idea that women are too weak. As the fair sex, they don't have the stamina and the strength to run for president. But I, I don't think that that's the... I mean, I think when generally when people have pneumonia, they are down for six weeks or so. So I think she's showing incredible stamina to still be out there on the campaign trail. I think it was announced that she would be returning on Thursday. So she seems pretty tough to me. Do you think there's a chance that she won't actually be able to make the first debate, which is coming up? The first debate is scheduled for September 26th. I've always assumed that Trump will not participate in all three debates, and I still hold position in that market. But then I panicked when I heard about the pneumonia, that it will be Clinton who's not able to make all three debates. And if that's the case, I'm just going to dig myself a hole and never get out of it. I, I think there is probably a greater chance that she misses the debate than uh, Trump missing oh, it at this point. But I still think the likelihood is is very low. I want to say one thing about Clinton's health, and I and I, it really bothers me that I have to say this, but when she collapsed, or nearly collapsed, however you want to talk about it, I had this flash of anger at myself because I had always dismissed, and listeners of this podcast know, I had always dismissed out of hand these right-wing conspiracy theories about her hacking cough and her neurological damage and the fact that she has rheumatoid arthritis of the brain and, uh, you know, all manner of, of, of diseases. And then as soon as I heard about this pneumonia thing, I was like, oh my gosh, they were right all along. They're being vindicated in real time. Jet fuel cannot melt steel beams. How do you feel about all that stuff, John? I definitely think that Building 7 collapsed faster than gravity, so I agree with you in that. <laughs> Thermite. Our podcast is taking a new turn yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Remember when, we were, remember when we were in Asheville in that hotel room? Yeah. You came with me on my pencil book tour, and we, <laughs> we got all that takeout, and we sat in the hotel room. And we watched Loose with, Change. Oh, we watched Loose Change oh. and ate all that food and started feeling so sick. Oh, oh my Loose God. Loose Change is masterful. I love it. Do you think the music in Loose Change, the background music, is ominous enough, oh. or is it too lighthearted and cheerful? It's so great. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what does Clinton's health crisis, can I call it a health crisis or is that hyperbolic? What would you call it? A health issue? A health-related event? Yeah, it's a health-related event. She she passed out because she was weak, because she had pneumonia. People pass out. It happens. Whoa, I found that strangely comforting. Yeah, I mean, think about all the times that Bush passed out. He passed out and hit his head and choked on a pretzel and stuff like that. I mean, these things happen. So you're saying that just because Clinton passed out, I don't need to give more credence to pre-existing right-wing conspiracy theories about her health because Sean Hannity is obsessed with Clinton's health. No, I don't, I don't think there's going to be anything more here. I really don't. I feel do like every were- week I come in and I just dismiss all this evidence. I mean, she's collapsed. Uh, the polling is tightening. 
the media is not covering scandals by Trump. And I and I just keep I mean, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm in denial. Is that possible? Go on. No, I, I love this. What are you in denial about, John? Sometimes I'm worried at how not worried I am about mm-hmm. Clinton mm-hmm. winning. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I yes, I do think there is a chance. I mean, the odds today are, you know, three to one that uh, she she could lose. So, um, but I just look at the candidates and my brain just tells me there's no way Trump can win. You think because Hillary Clinton, putting aside what you think of her policies or her personality or her personal history or any of that, is so manifestly superior a candidate and so imminently more qualified than Trump, in the end, there's no way Trump could win. That's right. Even even if she were deathly ill, I feel she would still win. And, 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 okay. and maybe that's irrational, but, but that's how I feel. I want to mention one more thing before we leave this discussion of Hillary Clinton's health. You know, for the past couple of weeks, I've been railing against uh, the right wing for analyzing and diagnosing Hillary Clinton from afar, because I think that's kind of a gross thing for a bunch of creepy men to do to a woman. Mm-hmm. But in thinking about Hillary Clinton's health and reading up on all the conspiracy theories, it took me back to 2008, <laughs> when I myself, as a man, <laughs> diagnosed a female candidate's health and uh, issues of her body. And I am describing my second favorite conspiracy theory of all time, which was <laughs> Trig Palin was not Sarah Palin's child. John, do you remember, take a walk with me down pregnancy memory conspiracy lane? That was insane. Come join me as we walk hand in hand. Dude, do you remember how crazy that was? I mean, to this day, I still get confused about that. I'm like, what, what, because there, I mean, it was being discussed. Andrew Sullivan was obsessed. Uh, was Andrew Sullivan very obsessed about that? Yeah. He was like America's obstetrician. It was so crazy. I know, but it just. There were all. Go ahead. There was this epic post on Daily Coast, a famous left-leaning website, that was, that was explaining how Sarah Palin did not give birth to Trig Palin. The conspiracy theory was that Trig Palin was the son of Bristol Palin. Mm-hmm. And then they would have all these photographs like, here is Sarah Palin when she's presumably eight months pregnant, but she looks skinnier than she did four weeks ago. I mean, people went deep on Sarah Palin tummy analysis. And then there was the story that her water broke in an airport in like California. And then she took like a 14 hour flight back to Alaska and yep. drove in a truck over the Alps. Yep. I mean, it was bananas. Oh, and by the way, I completely believe the conspiracy theory. Okay. 100%. I was so into that conspiracy theory. But here's the thing, David. This was before the Democrats took power again. And and even though this was 2008, this was still the 2000-2004 mindset of, of progressives, which was a crazy conspiratorial black box voting um you know, stolen elections and uh, the the bulge on the back of Bush's uh, coat in that debate in 2004 that everyone was convinced was a transmitter and that he was But John, 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 listen, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist and I don't want to play into people's perceptions of lefties all being conspiratorial, but there was so, so a mechanical device in the back of Bush's jacket in that debate. But the Secret Service did come out, and maybe this is part of the conspiracy, but they did come out the day after the election and announced that he was wearing a, a vest. 
and that that was part of a handle that they used in a case of an attack where they can grab on quickly and pull the candidate, uh, pull the. Per- oh, really? Yes. Oh, I never heard that part. All right, yes. I just lost all interest in that conspiracy theory. Okay. Unless it was a handle where at the end of the night they use the handle and lift him up and hang him on his hook and power him down until the next morning. <laughs> John, you and I both lost big on a bet that I thought last week would be a sure thing. Let's talk about the NFL protest bet. Yes, I lost $13 and change on that bet. We were betting that more than two people would join Colin Kaepernick in his uh, protest, uh, kneeling for the national anthem on the game on September 12th, and only one person joined him. And I can't, I'm so... I'm so, well, first of all, I'm upset because I lost $2.75, which, as you'll know, represents almost 10% of my initial predicted.org investment. So there's that. But also, it's like, I thought this was going to lead to a huge momentum, a huge wave of, of public dissent by professional athletes. And you know, it, it, the, the national anthem, it wasn't until after the 2009 season that players in the NFL even stood for the national anthem before they had the national anthem at every game, but it was while the players were in the locker room. I had no yeah, they idea. They weren't even out standing or sitting or taking a knee or doing any, anything. They were in the locker room drinking Gatorade and getting ready to go out and crush their opponents. Right. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be totally disappointed. One person, I mean, we should be disappointed that we lost money and that we may have lost our listeners' money, but we do that every week. So, we. Hey, no, take that back. Okay. Well, I mean, we've made listeners more money than they've lost, but I'm sure we've made some recommendations that didn't pan out. Speak for yourself. Everything I touch turns to gold. That's why they call me Kid Midas, the predicted.org avenging angel. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nobody calls me that. Go on. I was just saying that, that one player did join him and lots of other players in the day before on September 11th joined in in protests as well. So feel good about that at least? I don't know. Or- I'm bummed. You're not as bummed as all the people that are angry about it. They are really bummed. Oh, you mean the haters? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They, I guess I can take solace in the fact that as bummed as I am, and as much as I miss those precious $2.75, and as disappointed I am that we haven't seen a huge, a huge wave of political protests from the famously progressive National Football League, I'm still <laughs> not in a state of constant debilitating rage and confusion like the people who think uh, that... Colin Kaepernick should be taken out and shot because he didn't stand up while we sang our country's theme song. Yeah. Okie dokie, John. Now what, I'd like what are we just moving to bring... on to next? What do we got next? I'm ready. Just give me a brief summary of the entire state of the election and everything that's going to happen moving forward. Go now. Uh, I think that the tightening is going to continue maybe one more week. I think it's still a great time to be buying Clinton. I'm looking forward to the debates, and yeah, that's that's all I got right now. Well, here's my question about this tightening. I feel like you're so pro-tightening, and you're always like, yeah, 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 it's just the tightening. I always knew it was going to get tight. It's like, how tight can it get, man? What's going to happen when Trump is up by five points in every single poll, and you're like, yeah, well, I told you there was going to be continued tightening, and then the day after the election, when Trump wins, you'll be like, yeah, I guess there was still some tightening there. It's just tightening. When is it going to stop tightening? <laughs> it's going to stop very soon. I mean, he's still when he's still not ahead in any of the swing states. I think he might be slightly ahead in the real clear politics average on a few in a few of these states. Yeah, he is he is up 
0.1 in Florida right now. And I think he might be up slightly in Ohio right now, but he needs to be up in way more places than this. I mean, I think we're just so used to Clinton being so far ahead that anytime she's not, it just it causes some sort of panic. But she's still further ahead of where Bush was in 04 and where Obama was in 08 and, and 12. Now, that, that may change. Her tra- trajectory isn't looking great right now. But, but she is still ahead. Yeah, but her trajectory isn't looking great. It looks really bad right now. It does. And what if she shows up for the first debate? Because I'm the type of person who's like, yeah, 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 just wait till the debate. She's going to mop the floor with him. What if she shows up to the first debate and she's got a defibrillator defibrillator, and she's got a pneumonia tank and an iron lung and an oxygen mask and a, and a you know, one of those walking contraptions with tennis balls on the feet of it. So, you know what I mean? And right. She's weak and, and coughing and falling asleep and hallucinating and, 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 and babbling. And Trump just sits there and just does his stock standard phrases. And because the expectations have been set so low for him, everyone will be like, oh, he looked really presidential. And then and then the momentum will get away from her. And then Trump will continue to rise and rise and rise. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, it's still looking pretty tight, still getting pretty tight. And then she'll never be able to reclaim the momentum because she'll be seen as weak and sickly and off her game. Then what happens? Okay. Well, if you believe that's going to happen, then yeah, I think we'll see a lot more tightening. I just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, it is possible that she will cough. I mean, she does have pneumonia. And and even when she's recovered from it, she could still have a bad cough. So I think from an optics standpoint, that might look bad if she coughs, but I don't think she's going to pass out. And I don't think she is is going to perform badly. Given all that, what investment advice would you give our listeners in terms of the debate on September 26th? I don't know. Thank you. Moving on. It's time to thank some donors, John. We really appreciate our listeners' generosity. If you'd like to donate to Election Profit Makers, all you have to do is buy a computer, log on to PayPal, and send money to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. John, here are this week's donors. Shelly from Australia, and I should say we love our international donors. It makes us feel very sophisticated, has donated $1 for every time I said the phrase parentheses on last episode. Thank you, Shelly. <laughs> Thank you, Ben, for your donation. Thank you, Merlin, who says, thanks for helping me ride the wave. Merlin, as always, it is my pleasure. Michael writes, given the emotional value I've already derived from election profit makers, I consider this investment to have negative risk. Thank you very much. Thank you also to Tess. And Dan, and finally, thank you to Crystal, who gave us a cash donation, John. She just handed me cash. Wow. How awesome is that? Nice. John, anything you'd like to say to this week's donors? Thank you. Anything else? No, yeah. I just seriously, thank you for all your donations. It helps us a lot, and it makes us feel good. Thank you. John, let's move on to listener questions. Are you ready? This is my favorite part. Are you being sarcastic? No, it is, it is my favorite part. But this week, I, 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 I'm, I think I'm going to have trouble. All right. Well, we'll let our listeners be the judge of that. Okay. Here we go, John. Yep. Do a good job. You're going to do great. All right. Thanks. John, our first question is from Kelly, who wants to know about withdrawal risk on predictit.org. Kelly writes, I played online poker back in the day and was burned by the sudden closures of sites, and I'm aware of a lot of players losing a lot more money than I ever did from various poker sites or cash payment sites operating unethically slash poorly. Many markets on Predictit will resolve on election day, and immediately afterwards, with the anticipated reduction in traffic slash volume and ability to make money, there will be a huge move towards withdrawals. How sure are you that your money will be available for withdrawal? John, this question made me so excited, I got goosebumps. It, it made me very nervous. I, 
Yeah, I guess there is a, the possibility that Predict It folds, but Predict It is not a fly-by-night gambling site. I mean, they... That's right. They, and Election Profit Makers is not a fly-by-night gambling podcast. That's right. So I think it, it it's run by reputable people, and it has backing from some pretty big uh, corporations. So Corporations? Wait, wait Well, Ar- you know, a corp- Aristotle does their back end. I mean, I think they have very good partners that are helping them run the site. I, I think there is a possibility that, that a lot of people will withdraw funds after the election. I know I certainly will. Um, and in the past, there have been prediction markets that have failed in trade, famously failed. But as far as I know, all of the people in the in-trade market eventually did get their money. What is in-trade and why did it fail? In-trade is a, a market that uh, was run out of Ireland and it was a, a prediction market and they allowed U.S. bettors to participate in it. And the Commodity Trade Futures Commission in the U.S. was not happy with in-trade allowing Americans to bet. And that's because in-trade had bets that were similar to futures trading. Like you could bet on the price of oil and and things of that nature. So the CFTC banned Americans from being involved on in-trade. And after that happened, I think a lot of their volume went away. Then there were some claims of some irregularities in the trading as well at in-trade, and it ended up just shutting down. But everyone got their money. And your position is that Predicted.org is a more a more stable and well-run organization than Intrade? As far as I know. Ooh, I like that. Left yourself a little wiggle room there, didn't you, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I know, you know, we know Brandy, <coughs> right? Brandy Travis. John, why don't you explain to our listeners who Brandy is? Brandy's the, the... I don't know her. I've never spoken to her. Brandy's the chief marketing officer over there, and she seems upstanding. So, I mean, Brandy's not going to let us down. Come on, Brandy. Don't let us down, Brandy. Don't take our money. Do right by the election profit makers. John? Yeah. We have a question this week from somebody else named John. How crazy is that? Here's the question. In the final two weeks of the 2012 presidential election, a trader on Intrade.com made between 4 and $7 million in bets saying Mitt Romney would become president. This trader, who became known as the Romney Whale, deliberately tried to skew the betting market on the Obama-Romney race, and he succeeded. The in-trade market for betting on president was closely watched by journalists, and it did come to show a greater chance for Romney to win. While Predicted.org limits bets to $850 per person, could a covert ad hoc group of determined traders skew the odds of important prediction contracts by betting in favor of a desired outcome? Could that in turn impact the way that prognosticators are calling the odds for an election and thus actually impact the outcome? Triple question mark. Thanks for your question, John. I, th- I, <laughs> I, I, I think on the first point, it, that you're, you're asking is, could they do this? Absolutely. Will it have an impact on the the actual election? It's That seems unlikely. And, and he's referring to this study that was done by Microsoft Research's uh, David Rothschild, who, who now runs a, a site called PredictWise, which, which covers the gambit of all prediction markets. And in, in that study, they, they found that it was pretty easy for this trader to manipulate 
uh, the pricing on in-trade. And they left open the idea that it could have influenced the election. But the study says that some of the voters tend to go with who they perceive as the, the winning candidate. Right. People want to back a winner. Yeah. And they'll abandon those who they think they're going to lose. But t- turnout and turnout can also be affected by similar sentiments. Right. Because if you're if you're starting to think that your candidate isn't going to win, you're like, oh, why bother getting out of bed and going to vote for a loser? But but listen, in, in the end, they said it, it was unlikely that it had any effect or any significant effect on the final tallies. So you're saying that our listener John's fantasy of the world's most boring version of Ocean's Eleven, where a ragtag crew of 'er ne'er-do-wells get together to try to influence an election by coordinated purchasing of different options on Predicted.org is probably not going to influence the election? No, I don't think it would influence the election because there's just so many other uh, betting markets. And and, and in the case of Intrade, when that was occurring, Intrade was one of the biggest, but the, the betting markets on Betfair were not being influenced. So it was it was it was clear that it was an outlier. Was, yes, it was. So predicted would would be an outlier as well. You know, the, the this guy, he had to spend millions and millions to to manipulate the market on in trade. And because predicted has that eight hundred and fifty dollar limit, it would be way, way easier to to manipulate. Why does uh, predicted.org limit it to eight hundred and fifty dollars per contract? That was the, the part of the stipulation by the CFTC is it that they would limit the contracts to eight hundred and fifty dollars. All right. So I would like to say to this listener, John, who sent in this question and ended it with an overly dramatic triple question mark, that um, he needs to get his mind out of the gutter and stop thinking about worst case scenarios because we are dealing with an American presidential election. And this is a place where only the highest idealism is appropriate. I I would be less worried about the influence of some rogue traders on Predicted and and more worried about, say, the influence of the Russian front Oh my uh, god! I can't even. Are we going to start talking about that now? WikiLeaks that makes me so and freaked out. DC, and I mean, Assange. and and all these Russian bots on Twitter. I mean, I think those guys could have way more of an influence. All right, we will do a separate, special three-hour episode where we talk about Julian Assange and my feelings about him. Did you hear that? Did you hear that Julian that Assange is, is going to? I don't want to hear about that. He's going to release his medical records. <laughs> okay. Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, who? <laughs> Why? What? What's wrong with Julian Assange? No, Why do I just care? he says it, you know because they want to be transparent. He is going to uh, release his medical records. Oh, okay. And to try to motivate Clinton and uh, Trump to do the same. Thanks. Uh, is he also going to release all of WikiLeaks internal emails? No. I, I, yeah, that's a very good question. Interesting. I wonder why not. Isn't transparency good? Mm-hmm. Do you know that guy's our age? Who? Assange. Really? Doesn't he seem a lot older? Well, he has white hair and a pasty pale complexion and the kind of affect of an 80-year-old evil genius, which I'm sure is very studied. And I, I can totally imagine Julian Assange standing in front of a mirror for hours per day working on his various inscrutable and Cheshire cat-like grins. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yes. John, we have an email from Jack. He says, I'm writing this to inform you about some bad intel on the predicted.org comments section. And he's attached a screenshot of a comment thread on predicted.org and he says this chump is pretending like he doesn't know David's name. John, listen to this, okay? Okay. Here it is. I got it. Do you, Hillary, right? do you got it? Yeah, read, read you read this. You 
if you if you have the screenshot, you read it. Yeah. And then I'll and then I'm going to give my analysis. Okay. So where was this comment? Go off on some was people this on org. So if you're if you're in this comment section, you need to pay heed, sit up straight, because you're about to get a scolding. Okay. So from the master blaster himself, David Reese, Kid Midas. On election profit makers. All right. So read it, John. I'm okay. so amped right now. So one of the commenters writes, election profit makers pump and dump exposed. And then he has a link to election profit makers. And that was in reference to when we both hyped up and then sold our shares in will Donald Trump say crooked Hillary in the first presidential debate. I had said that he would not. We think that caused a, a rise in the price on the no shares. And then you and I both admitted that after recording that episode, we both sold our shares. That's correct. And then we had a debate as to whether it was a pump and dump. That's right. So so he writes, uh, election profit makers pump and dump exposed, and uh, puts a link and says, click on the latest episode for discussion of the pump and dump. And another guy responds, it is cute that they think they moved this market. Yeah. And he writes back, the, the guy who originally wrote, he said, well, they did a little bit. I immediately checked out the market after listening to the episode. I'm considering a strategy of doing the opposite to their advice. They have some really bad ideas, especially the one guy who is always losing money. But they are greatly entertaining. More so previous episodes than the last one. That's what I find so offensive. He's, he didn't like our special press conference episode, and we put sound effects in that episode. And Starley and I were so happy that we figured out how to use sound effects, and we had all those camera clicks and everything. I thought that episode was amazing. Yeah. So we're and getting— that guy we're, didn't like our press conference? We're getting less— you know what? We're you're getting, banned from listening. You're, listen, you're banned—whoever wrote that comment, you're banned from listening to election profit makers. I'm issuing an on-air ban right now. No. You are no longer allowed to listen to this podcast. I think, don't think David, the conference episode was interesting. John, I, well, you go first. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm ready. To, okay, you I'm can ban them, but as far as I'm concerned, they can't listen to future episodes. If you want to keep listening to episodes, go back and listen to our explainer episode, which is really, really entertaining. Go back and listen to our um, negative risk episode, which was apparently really, really entertaining. I mean, are those, you being those, sarcastic right now? What? Yes, those were awful. Those weren't entertaining. We're getting, I'm going to ban you from listening to this podcast. What the fuck are you talking no, about? Sorry. Every single episode of this podcast is solid gold. No, I know, but they're getting better. We're not getting less entertaining. We're getting better. I can't believe you're I can't believe you're dissing our episode on negative risk. I just I don't like discussing negative risk. I love discussing negative risk. I'll talk about it all day every day. Okay. So now, go on your rant. Some, I want to say something to these haters. I want to say something to these all these haters. We're hating on election profit makers and the predicted.org message boards. First of all, thank you to Jack for sending me this screenshot. As everybody knows, I don't go in the comments section on predicted.org because I'm 20 times smarter than anybody anybody in that comments section spewing off their so-called intel about, oh, I'm going to do this and that. Okay? So one thing you need to know about me, even though I started in this website with $30 and now I only have, mm, hold on, let me check. Well, it doesn't matter how much money I have. I'm smarter than all of you put together. I have good instincts. I read the news every day. I look at Twitter. Sometimes I look at Facebook. So I have my own sources of intel. So I don't need all you all you people sitting around your, in your pajamas on your sofa holding your phone up to your face for 16 hours every day trading on Predicted to tell me to, that you're going to do the opposite of what I do. I'm a winner, okay? You need to do exactly what I do because all I do is win. Me and DJ Khaled, we're best buddies. He's hitting up my phone every day. Hey, man, what's going on? It's me, DJ Khaled, your buddy. What are you doing on predicted.org? So all you losers 
Not only don't you ever mention me again on the predicted.org comment section. I don't care if you know my name or you're pretending you don't know my name. You do know my name. My name is David Reese from electionprofitmakers.com. Kid Midas, the original wave rider. All right? King of the election markets. Don't you ever bring up my name or talk about me ever again on the predicted.org comment section. I'm not kidding. And don't you ever listen to Election Profit Makers podcast ever again. You are hereby banned from the best podcast about the 2016 election. The end. Wow. John, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, go ahead, Starley. Do it, do it again less angrily? Yeah, it could come across Don't as, as, as pe- people might really take it as seriously. But he is serious, I think. But here, here's, here. okay, can I, can I just make one take? Can I just give my take real quick? This is a serious... Well, I just want to say that Starley just cut in and said that was too scary, but... I don't care. I want people to be scared. I want people to be scared of me. Yeah, his his name is his name. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, John. So I do think it's ridiculous that this guy says, oh, it's cute that they think they moved this market. <laughs> I mean, this is predicted. Somebody can link to a Twitter, <laughs> uh, one tweet of some know, of somebody exactly. with 12 followers anything, and move a market. Move the market. <laughs> and they're saying you that we we got You're thousands <laughs> and thousands of listeners and oh we didn't move the market. Yeah. You damn right we moved the market. All we do all day is move markets. We're electric profit makers. That's right. We are in this game to move markets. And then you're going to show up in the comment section and say that we're egotistical for moving markets? Hey, I'm smarter than you, and maybe I'm losing more money than you right now, but maybe that's part of my four-dimensional chess, and maybe I'm playing a long game that you can't even wrap your puny heads around. I'm out living my life, having a great time, making a wonderful podcast, talking to my friends on the phone, okay? I'm a well-adjusted, happy, middle-aged, divorced man, okay? And I like going to the beach, and I like working on crossword puzzles. I'm a winner, and someday I will make more money than everyone on predicted.org put together. So I don't have time for these haters in the comments section. John, do you support me? Yes. I support you. We're the election profit makers. That was great. Starley, and then Starley's always like, you sound so angry. You sound so angry. I am angry. David, that was very good. Ladies and gentlemen, this is David Reese from Election Profit Makers. And after weeks and weeks of, of, of deep contemplation and study and talking to friends, I have reached a decision. And my decision is this. I was not able to build a financial empire with a mere $30 investment. I simply lost too much money betting that Donald Trump would drop out of the race in July or August. And I have decided now to invest more money in predicted.org, namely $300, 10 times my initial investment. I'm going to use this investment to build the financial edifice that I dreamed of building with my $30 investment. Ladies and gentlemen, the game has changed. The stakes have risen. The wave rider has bought a new surfboard. I'm going to have so much money at play, it's going to be incredible. Watch and learn. Kid Midas is only just beginning to touch things, and everything he touches turns to gold. That's my announcement. Thank you for listening. That's good. John, I have real money involved now, so do a good job advising me, okay, please? I think you're going to... I'm excited about this. Does this mean I can start sending you hectoring text all hours of the day and night 
telling you good things to invest in? Yeah, absolutely. I want you to become my real-time tech-based financial consultant. Okay. This actually excites me because I'm maxed out in everything else, and I, I can't seem to find anything that that can make me money. But now that you have this extra money... Please confirm your request to deposit $300 into your predicted account using the credit card provided. Confirm request. <gasps> Oh, I have so much money available at the top of my predicted.org account page. Oh, <laughs> I'm about to get rich. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to put $300 into will Ben Carson become president that buys me 600,000 shares. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to figure it out. This is what I'll do. Oh, my gosh. It feels so amazing to have real money involved. Look at how much, look at how much stuff you can buy now. Here's what I'm going to do. Will the Democratic Party win the White House? The latest price is 66 cents and it has dropped a penny. I feel like that is still cheap. I'm buying uh, 10 shares at $6.60. That's the type of extravagance I could only have imagined a couple weeks ago. And now it's done. As easy as that. The more money you have, the more money you can invest. John? Yep. Oh, all right. Yes. The more money you have, the more you can invest. That's good. I think, you, uh, okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, John, are you still paying attention? Yes, I am. I'm, I, you know, I'm, sc I'm scrolling through predict it, trying to find something that excites me to invest in. You know, maybe you could put some in the, in whether Donald Trump will win 370 electoral votes. Is that still out there? Yeah, that's Where still that? out I'm there. Gonna, I'll put so much money in there. There's no way that... How, how can that not be at one penny? Yeah, it should be. Will the GOP win the White House in a landslide? Wow, it's up to 14 cents right now. This is insane. That's amazing. That is a great buy right now. Who thinks they're going to... I'm telling you, this is when Predict It gets great. The, Wait the a Trumpkins minute. are this, pumped this, right now. This is people. This is people overreacting to Hillary's pneumonia yeah. uh, situation. I bet that this thing probably spiked up to twenty cents the other day. So I'm buying no at eighty-seven cents, right? Yeah, I mean you could you could offer to buy at eighty-six cents if you want. I don't see anyone offering at eighty-six. They're offering to sell at eighty-seven, and then there's a group of people that are offering to buy at eighty-six. All right, there's an open offer. If anyone wants to sell me a hundred shares of no. Come get my money. Ooh, this is exciting. Look at how rich I am. So David, it's at it, it actually traded as high as 15 cents. So it's pretty much at its high right now. I don't understand. What is the situation in which Trump wins 370 electoral votes? How does that happen? I'm just, I'm actually doing it right now. I'm trying to figure out what it actually is. Huh. I guess he'd have to... <laughs> Wow. Okay, he has to win Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, North Carolina, Florida, obviously, Colorado, Nevada, New Hampshire. That gives him 352. So I guess he wins Illinois. Yeah. All right. So and he wins Illinois. Yeah, I'm feeling like I just made a safe bet. Yeah, I, I'm thinking you did. I think that the likelihood that predict it goes out of business is that's where you're more likely to lose your money. It, I, I don't think that's likely. I just think it would. that's more likely than Trump getting 370. John, I want to close with breaking news via Twitter concerning Donald Trump's appearance on the Dr. Oz show. At Jennifer Jacobs has tweeted, On kissing, Ivanka kissed Dr. Oz and her dad. Oz commented on kiss. 
Trump said he kisses her as often as I can, the audience has said. So that's wonderful. That's it for this week's edition of Election Profit Makers. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you'd like to leave us a review or a rating, you can do so on iTunes. It helps us out. If you'd like to make a donation, it's contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Oh, a quick programming note. Starly will be in Europe next week, and I will be in Europe next week. We're still figuring out how we'll record the podcast, but we really want to make it a priority because it will be the last week before the wonderful presidential debate season begins. There's going to be a lot of amazing market activity about those debates, and I, for one, can't wait, especially since I have all this new liquidity in my predicted Dublin <laughs> account. So stay tuned for the latest information from election profit makers. Goodbye for now. My name is David Reese. And I'm John Kimball. And, and fare, fare thee well, well, sweet listeners. listeners.